Hello, and welcome to the Roman Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we're going to look at the 2021 NFL Draft class and what skill position players are set up best for instant success. We'll look at what they can provide for their teams on the field from day one and take a look at them from a fantasy football perspective as well. Also, we'll take a quick look at 2022 NFL quarterback draft prospect, Sam Howe out of North Carolina. I like his intangibles, and he'll be a guy to watch in the 2021-2022 season. So with all that being said, let's get started. Number one on my list is Kyle Pitts. You know, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, number four pick overall. He's instant offense with Matt Ryan. Uh, they traded away Julio Jones, so he's going to even get more um, focus in the offense. Paired with Calvin Ridley, those guys are two top players of their position. Um, he's going to pair with Hayden Hurst, who's also a pretty solid tight end. Uh, Atlanta doesn't have much of a run game to speak of as right now. Mike Davis is their number one running back. Um, he had a solid year for Carolina last year. Replacing McCaffrey, but I don't know if he's your true bell cow number one running back. So I think Atlanta's going to throw the ball a good amount. With Arthur Smith at the helm now as a new head coach in Atlanta. Um, from a fantasy perspective, he's a tight end one in fantasy. I mean, I, I don't really can't think of any guys I would take over him uh, besides Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, guys like that. I mean... Pitts is you know, right on the precipice of being that group, and that's all without even playing it down in the NFL. He's that talented. The guy just dominated on film in the SEC. He's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. You know, I think he's going to get you know around 70 receptions in the 800, 900 yard range and 68 touchdowns, and you know, that could be the floor too. So uh, he's definitely a guy that's going to have in success for Atlanta, and you know, really good guy to look for in fantasy. Second will be Jamar Chase. He was my favorite prospect coming out. Of the draft this past April, uh, you guys might better tell that from all my Mac drafts and how much I you had an affinity for the guy. I just love the way he runs routes. He's a physical uh, specimen, great with the ball in his hands, good jump ball, 50-50 guy. He's a great fit with Joe Burrow back, you know, even going back to LSU days. He'll have a target share with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, but I could see him being, you know, Burrow's top target almost immediately, just having that chemistry that. You know familiarity with Jamar, and it's going to be pretty you know instantaneously where they're going to have a rapport to go off of and make an impact right away. Um, fantasy wise, you know I could see him even being a wide receiver too by mid year, and that's just because I think he's going to acclimate quickly to the NFL based off his skill set. He obviously already has a familiarity with Burrow. Um, he has a thousand yards receiving potential in year one, and I, I think that's you know. It goes without saying, the guy is that talented. Even with the other guys contend with with target share, whether it be Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, obviously Joe Mixon is a great running back, who's also going to get some targets. But Chase is a guy I think will be you know constantly in the flex conversation. But uh, I think is you know upside as a wide receiver too um, in his rookie year. Number three would be Najee Harris. I think he's the epitome of the Steelers running back. It was a great pick for them. They've needed one ever since Le'Veon Bell left. You know James Conner had that one good year, but that seemed to be more of a uh, Flash in the pan more than anything else. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. And now he's with the Arizona Cardinals. Najee's very talented. Uh, really improved his hands over his last year, year and a half at Alabama. Uh, they can look to get in the ball out of the backfield. You know, Steelers obviously were a pass-heavy offense last year. I think that will change a little bit now. They have a guy like Najee Harris in the backfield. I could see a 900-1,000 yards rushing season for him. With another 400 to 600 yards receiving, so I think he easily will eclipse a thousand yards from scrimmage um, due to the volume of passing. He's going to get some targets in that offense. Uh, the only thing that holds me back with him is they have a suspect offensive line. 
Uh, they lost Alejandro Villanueva in the offseason to the free agency to the Baltimore Ravens. So the offensive line really isn't that great. So that's going to be interesting to see how they're going to hold up. For a guy like Najee, that's the only thing that really holds him, my back, I mean, me back with talking about him in a fan perspective. But I think he's a solid RB2 all year with the potential to be a running back one, um, depending on if, you know, they have a good run game, you know, it's a good blocking. And like I said, also got to account for, I think he hasn't touched out of the backfield in the past game. Number four would be Demonte Smith. He's a stud. Um, he's a guy that was absolutely dominant at Alabama. You know, that's pretty evident with being the Heisman, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. His size, is not, I don't think it's going to be much of a concern. He wasn't really pushed off his routes or mess up his timing at all at Alabama when I was playing in the SEC. So I think he's going to have you know pretty instantaneous success with Philadelphia. Route technician, great route runner. Knows how to use his body uh, to mimic movements, get his DBs to you know suck in and try to uh, take it away from But you know, Devontae, the guy that just great, great um, upside there in Philly. He's going to be a top option in the passing game. Uh, the biggest factor will be Jalen Hurts, and if he can consistently get in the ball. Hurts obviously had a couple, couple good games last year for cooling off at the end. But, you know, if he's you know able to grow with them, they had some success at Alabama together. He's another guy that has a 1,000 yards of potential in his rookie year, and that's really just because there's not really much other there. I mean, Jalen Rager was a first-round pick last year, but he has his, he's had injury history going back to TCU. They have Travis Fogelholm. Dallas Goddard at tight end. I don't expect Zach Hurts to be there come around week one. Obviously, they have Miles Sanders in the backfield, but DeMonte is going to be a heavy you know, focal point of that offense and um, maybe draw some double teams eventually. So, but um, he's a guy, another guy that would be flex consideration for wide receiver, wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver two, depending on um, the matchup. Fifth will be Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, quarterback first overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Best quarterback prospect in years. I think everyone you know has heard that by now at least since Andrew Luck. He has some weapons there with James Robinson, other first-round pick, and the Clemson teammate, Travis Etienne. Uh, last year, second-round pick, LaVisca Chanel, DJ Shark Jr., who had a 1,000-yard season in 2019. And they saw him, Marvin Jones Jr., who's a really good you know, veteran wide receiver to have for Trevor Lawrence. And they're going to give the offense to his strengths. I think they're, I'm pretty confident they will be able to do that with Urban Meyer leading the helm. Um, you know, He's very mobile as well, deceptively. And, you know, some people might think about that or leave that out when they talk about his game. But he's, you know, a fast guy for his size and stature, and he's going to make some plays in the run game as well. I think he's going to be, you know, a QB2 guy that you really keep on your bench for the most part. I uh, can have a spot, definitely be confident in a spot, having a spot start to him in a pinch. Um, but, you know, I, I can see him getting, you know, 3,500 to 4,000 yards passing and, you know, around 400 yards rushing. And I can see 30 total touchdowns, you know, 25 to 30 touchdowns total between passing and rushing and you know they like i said they have some good weapons and you know they're going to be a team that could be behind a lot so he might have some garbage garbage uh pile of stats as well six would be another running back in javante williams for the denver uh, denver broncos a second round pick a uh, bulldozer of a runner a guy that will run you over i really like tough in the open field as well he's going to split time with melvin gordon um, he has an offensive line that's set up for the run game. They have some nice guards in Dalton Reisner. Um, obviously, Garrett Bowles in left tackle. They had a uh, they drafted another one in third round, Quentin Merritt, who's a um, small school guy, but he's a good uh, mauler in the run game. Um, and they they're just gonna, I think they're going to run a good amount, especially with uncertainty quarterback, whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Ridgewater. So I think he's going to get some goal line touches as well, because like I said, he's definitely a tough you know physical runner. 
you know, the, obviously he's going to sit t- split time with Gordon, so I think he could be in flex con- the flex conversation most of the year with RB2 upside if he's able to unseat Melvin Gordon or if Melvin Gordon gets hurt, who's obviously had some injury history. So I think Javante Williams is the guy that, you know, uh, fantasy players can look out for too uh, coming up in their drafts the next, you know, six weeks to two months or so. Seven will be Elijah Moore, wide receiver from the Jets. And reading, out, reading from minicamp, the Jets are very high on him. They love the way he's come out and uh, had a rapport with Zach Wilson already. Great year last year at Ole Miss, had over 1,000 yards, um, was just down, over 80 catches and I think less than 10 games. So um, very quick, very quick twitch athlete, really good hands, creates a lot of separation with ease. I think he'll be Zach Wilson's best friend in the slot in the short game. They still have Jamison Crowder, who I think still is a really good slot receiver. But I think Elijah can play on the outside as well. He's going to get his touches, um, and I think they're going to want to feature him in the passing game. He's going to get a lot of targets. Um, another guy I think will be in the wide receiver three flex conversation, um, depending on how well Zach Wilson plays. He will have to contend with targets, whether it be from Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, Keelan Cole. Um, but, you know, they have some targets, but I think Elijah Moore is a guy they really like, and they're going to try to get in the ball a lot. A will be Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, the top number six pick for the Dolphins this past April. He's also a deep threat. Um, obviously, they're going to try to throw some go balls to him. Good set of weapons in Miami with Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Mike Gusecki, even Jakeem Grant. Um, they don't have too much in the running game to speak of. I had a couple guys that had some good games last year, like Miles Gaskin. Um, you know, the ball will be spread out, but he does have a relationship with Tua. I think he might have a you know, rookie season to... 2019, excuse me, 2020, you know, 2019 first round pick Henry Ruggs. Um, no, I'm sorry, 2020 first round pick Henry Ruggs. Um, another Alabama guy, Henry Ruggs with that deep threat. He had a couple good games in Vegas, but not, you know, consistent production. I think Waddle is better than Henry Ruggs, and I think he runs better. He's more of a better route runner and has a, you know, more developed route tree. So I think he will put up better numbers than Ruggs, but I think there's going to be that same kind of, you know, hit and miss. He might have a game where he has a long touchdown. 100 yards, and a couple weeks later, and then for a couple weeks, he doesn't score again or only has, you know, 50 yards a week if that. So, um, but he has the potential to have even a better season if Tua takes that next step because, you know, Waddle has a lot of talent. Nine would be Justin Fields. You know, this is for when he takes over. He's in a position for success. You know, if you have Allen Robinson, the second, you know, one of the best receivers in the league, uh, Darnell Mooney, you had a really nice rookie year, fifth rounder last year. Um, uh, Montgomery, the running back, last year had a breakout year. Tariq Cohen is going to be healthy. Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet at tight end. So he's got some weapons. I love what he can do with his legs, though. Team's going to rally around him. It seems like the team already kind of loves him from what I'm hearing from his teammates and stuff. Um, from a fan perspective, I think he has a high floor, and that's just because he will provide a lot, provide a lot with his legs. I mean, he can get you six to seven points a game just in the run game. And, you know, he has a really good arm. I think he's going to make some plays for Chicago, breathe some, you know, life into that offense that's been lacking it for years. Um, so, you know, and fantasy-wise, I always try to look for running quarterbacks just because you almost have a built-in floor with their running stats, whether it be the yards, rushing touchdowns. Um, so I think Fields is going to, you know, be a next one of those kind of guys that can give you points right away just from his legs. Um Ten, just, you know, this is more of a Washington football team perspective, going with Deami Brown, their main skill position player they selected um, day two, the second, third round pick they had. I love Deami Brown's upside. I talked about it in the Draft Review pos- uh, podcast. Um, I think he's eventually going to be the wide, wide receiver here in Washington. Um, great deep threat going forward. Um, I don't know if he'll get a lot of run right away with Cam Sims and Adam Humphreys and Antonio Gandy-Golden and Kelvin Harmon might put their you know hats in the ring this offseason. 
But by 2022, he can be a starting wide receiver. I really think so. Him and Terry and Curtis Samuel, I think, are the receivers of the future and guys that you know this team's going to build around and have a really nice you know passing game going forward. I think he will get some some chances this year to make some plays in situations. Talking about a fantasy perspective, I think they're going to use him as a deep threat. That's what he thrived with at North Carolina. Not a guy you're going to roster from day one. Maybe a guy you pick up if there's some injuries or Diami just separates himself and has that round three impact the Washington's had the last couple years with Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. So, guy, like I said, a lot of upside. If you're a dynasty sleeper league, excuse me, dynasty league, Diami might be a guy to think of, but if you're just a regular you know, year, year player, I don't think Diami's worth rostering, at least from day one. Some other guys and names just to consider, um, you know, Zach Wilson, obviously quarterback for the Jets, second overall pick. Um, they have had him set up for success a lot better than they had Sam Darnold. They built that offensive line. Makai Becton last year in the first round. Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round this year. Uh, looks like they're going to sign Morgan Moses as well. So the offensive line looks good for him. Uh, like I said, they signed Corey Davis, drafted Elijah Moore, but keeping Jameson Crowder, Keelan Cole. Um, the run game still you know, could use some more juice, but I think Zach's going to be a guy that's going to have success for the Jets, even in moderation for them. Fantasy perspective, I don't really think he is worth too much, whether it comes to you know rostering him and stuff. Um, other guys, so you know, think about Rashad Bateman for the Ravens' late first-round pick. Uh, really want to see Lamar Jackson develop a little more in the past game. I think Bateman's a big receiver that he can lean on. Kadarius Tooney with the Giants. I don't see too much of a role with him, at least right away, with guys like Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, you know, Slayton ahead of him. But I'm sure they're going to try to get him the ball in like gadget plays. Tutu Atwell from the Los Angeles Rams. Another speed demon, very, very skinny guy, but um, he's very reminiscent of his now current teammate in Deshaun Jackson, the Rams, and I'm sure McVay's going to think of ways to get him the ball. Rondell Moore, wide receiver from the Cardinals. I think he eventually could be the wide receiver, too, for the Cardinals behind DeAndre Hopkins. Love his game at Purdue. He's built like a bowling ball. Um, and, yes, he's very small but very fast, and he you know doesn't go down very too easily um, on first contact. So he's a guy that I think the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury is very excited to have. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge in Seattle, another second-round pick, another speedy guy. They need some more help outside of DK Metcalf. Entire Lockett, I think Eskridge can provide that for Russell Wilson. You got Terrace Marshall Jr. from Carolina, another guy that looks like he can be the third wide receiver there, besides DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Um, he has a rapport with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator at Carolina. He was offensive coordinator at LSU in 2019 when they had that magical season. I can see Marshall Jr. having a really nice impact and a guy that maybe be flexed conversation for the fantasy later in the year. Uh, Travis Etienne from the Jaguars. Obviously, I've hit on Trevor Lawrence. Etienne, I, I am a little puzzled that they're using him as wide receiver right now for some reason, at least in minicamp and rookie minicamp. I, I, he's a running back. I don't know why they did that. Um, I know they're trying to develop his receiving skills, but they already were pretty solid at Clemson. Um, I think he's going to be more of a – he's definitely a drastical player in fantasy. And there's no doubt about that. Um, but I keep on your bench right now. You want to see what that dynamic, dynamic is with James Robinson. James Robinson obviously had a hell of a year last year as an undrafted rookie, but Etienne is a guy that, you know, eventually will get a lot of playing time in Jacksonville. Amari Rodgers for the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers does come back, um, you know, Amari Rodgers, I think, is going to be a really good slot receiver for them. Another weapon to have outside of Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And um, they need some more juice outside of Devontae. So I think uh, Amari Rodgers can provide that for them. And then Trey Sermon for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan and the Shanahan's, you know, always found really good running backs in later rounds. Trey Sermon, a fourth-round pick. He had a really nice last half of the season in Ohio State last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up taking some carries and maybe become the starter in San Francisco eventually. 
and he was he'd be a guy I try to think look at in fantasy too, just because I think before the year's over he's gonna have a couple hundred yard games. So that's just the way things happen using the Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, next, I just want to talk a little bit about Sam Howell, you know, UNC quarterback. He's six one, two hundred twenty five pounds, a rising junior, two year starter. Over his first two years, he has a seven thousand two hundred twenty seven yards passing, sixty eight total touchdowns. Excuse me, sixty eight uh, pass touchdowns, thirty eight. His freshman year, 30 is uh, sophomore year, 14 interceptions total, seven in each year. Great production, playing in a you know very good conference in the ACC. It's not that SEC, but it's definitely you know a uh, power five and a good conference to be in. I love that he started since day one. He should have over 40 career starts when his college career is over. You want as much film as possible on a guy when you're spending a high draft pick on him. That's why guys like Dwayne Haskins, Trubisky, only one year of film. They've had no success. Not saying a team can't do it. Because even you know Kyler Murray didn't have that much film, and uh, you know he's been a very good first overall pick for the Arizona Cardinals. But I just you know my you know taste, and I think even other you know high executives want a guy that has a good amount of film, and Hal's going to have that by the time this year is over. Everything I've seen is the Baker Mayfield comp. I see it. You know they're built very similar. They even kind of look alike in the face. Uh, you know they they definitely kind of embody each other. I, I see that a lot. And I think Baker's had a you know, he had a really good year last year, and he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL going forward and build off what he did last year. So I can see that. I think Hal does remind me of him a little bit on film, and I can, um, it makes a lot of sense. He throws a really nice deep ball. Um, the offense he in, it looks to push the ball down the field a lot, and he's suited for it. I mean, he was hitting Diami Brown a lot last year. I think some of the Washington fans can be excited for deep down the field. Um, he consistently hits his wide receivers in stride. Um, having said that, the offense that you know, they, I would like to see him go through his progressions more. He has a lot of one-read vertical concepts, um, almost like not say basic offense, but not really too where he has to go through one, two, three, four progressions. You know, uh, I'd like to see him have. I'm not saying he can't do that, and I think he can. I think he's smart enough. I think he has a talent. Just they just didn't ask him to do that. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that. I think that's possible. You know, in the upcoming season. Solid athlete. You know, he's mobile in the pocket. He's not a guy who's going to make a lot of plays with his legs. He's not going to be like a guy I talked about last week, Malik Willis. But he's going to keep the play alive and give time for his receivers to get open. That's all you can really ask for. He's accurate on the runner as well. I can see that. And uh, that's where I see that Baker Mayfield comparison as well. Um, he's a, he has above average to even good arm strength. Um, nice, easy throwing motion. Good feet mechanics. It really helps with his accuracy. He's very clean looking. And not afraid to throw in a tight windows, which obviously can be a good thing. Obviously, it can be a bad thing as well. But I like that he's able to, you know, take some shots with the receivers. He stands tall in the pocket, uh, has good awareness and feel for the rush. Uh, doesn't leave the pocket unnecessarily. He's very calm in the pocket when there's you know traffic around him. You know, guys at his feet doesn't seem to bother him. That's obviously something great to look for in a quarterback. Uh, I just love that he's you know doesn't seem rattled by that at all. You know, with another similar year, similar year, excuse me, he'll be a top ten pick in twenty twenty two, if not top five. He's the size and tandles to be a good NFL quarterback. You know, UNC is a favorite coming out of the ACC Coastal this year, so let's see how he plays this year with big things expected, you know, from him and from that program. Um, they would see obviously more than likely Clemson in the ACC title if they were to get there. Um, speaking from North Carolina perspective, I think it's pretty evident Clemson's going to win the Atlantic again. Um, but you know he can get a good opponent obviously in that game and in the bowl game. Um, that you know I'd love to see him. You know hopefully another SEC opponent they would be in the Orange Bowl. 
if they were to lose that game, because I'm sure Clemson is going to be in the top four playoff consideration as well. So um, they play a guy like another SEC, SEC opponent. That'd be great to see him going against another opponent like that, because their schedule's not really mostly AC opponents, and their non AC opponents are kind of um, in small schools that are not really going to provide too much of a challenge for Howell in North Carolina. So that'd be another game to evaluate for him if he decides to play. And obviously, the trend is a lot of you know top prospects don't play in those bowl games, but I would love to see him with another. You know, big competition ahead of them. But with that, that will conclude this Roman on League episode. I really like this rookie class of skill position players coming into this league. I think there'll be some bona fide studs from this crop. You know, you got especially from guys like Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, Trevor Lawrence, you know, among others. Um, they'll they also be very exciting to watch and follow in fantasy football. And it may be, you know, in UNC Sam Howe, that'll be a top guy to follow for the 2022 class. He's got a chance to be the first quarterback taken next April. Hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout 21 and Instagram at Roman around the league underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.